John Thurman's Resilient Solutions Shortcast, Episode 23, How to Avoid the Four Biggest Christmas Joy Stealers. Well, hello. We are in the second week of Advent as we prepare for Christmas 2021. How are your preparations going? Are you ready? Well, today I'm going to share with you four potential traps of the holidays, four joy stealers. I want you to hang around and listen. We've got one or two you're dealing with. And in today's shortcast, I'll identify the four common joy stealers of the holidays and give you some ways to overcome them. Why don't we jump right in? Holly's a long-term friend of Angie and I, and we've known her, gosh, a number of years, and she's a really fascinating woman. Number one, she's a mom. Number two, she is an attorney. Number three, she's a great wife. But number four, she is a serious amateur artist. And in her Facebook this year, she was posting a picture that she did for her boss who loves Christmas. As a matter of fact, the image for this podcast is actually her artwork. She wanted to give him something really fun for Christmas, and I thought this painting of the Grinch's hand holding an ornament was perfect. And it's a great lead-in to the first of the four joy-stealing traps of the holidays. Number one is bitterness. Remember the Grinch who stole Christmas? Dr. Seuss was writing about bitterness. You see, holding on to anger and resentment is not only dangerous for your health, but can also harm you spiritually, emotionally, and relationally. As we deal with some of the negativity of the holidays, I really want to encourage you to look at bitterness to see if there's any in your heart. You see, part of recovery from any loss is coming to terms with bitterness, which is unprocessed or wrongly processed anger, pain, and disappointment. The problem for so many of us is that we refuse to let it go. You see, these roots of bitterness are usually related to some old anger, often a wave of righteous anger that failed to get processed. And carrying around these feelings can literally corrode us from the inside out. But there's some great help from Scripture. Let me just share a couple of verses. First of all, the Scripture says in Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. And that's from Ephesians 4, verses 26 and 27. And Jesus said in Matthew 6, 12, this is part of the Lord's Prayer that many of you know, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. The key to overcoming bitterness is forgiveness. You see, forgiveness can be a powerful tool. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you approve of what happened to you or that what happened to you is okay. Forgiveness means that as an individual, I can learn to release my hurts to the Lord and let him take care of them. When I forgive those who've hurt me and sinned against me, I leave the consequence of the offense to Jesus, who is also the great cosmic lawyer. Joy stealing trap number two, perfectionism. I've had so many clients that struggle with perfectionism. I had this gal one time. Love the Lord, sweet gal, great mom and wife, uh, Bible study leader, but she really struggled with perfectionism. So I gave her an assignment to put a Cheerio in the corner of her kitchen. By the way, I did try to assure her that the dust bunnies would not consume the Cheerio. I ran into it at Costco one day and she said, John Thurman, 
I have a love-hate relationship with you. I'm really struggling with my Cheerio. I said, that's great. Keep struggling. When I saw her the next week, I asked her what the lesson of the Cheerio was. And she broke down and cried. And she said, you know what? My dad used to preach that cleanliness is next to godliness. And I equated that, that God's love for me is based on how good I do. And she said, I'm beginning to realize that is a lie. I went, yep, agreed. So if you tend to be a perfectionist, make sure you check your self-talk. Self-talk is that constant chatter that either builds you up or tears you down. And if you're stuck with that idea of perfectionism, let it go. Matter of fact, the scripture is really, really good about this. If, if you're carrying that heavy burden of perfectionism, here's what Jesus said. Now, folks, this is red letters, so this is pretty important stuff. And this is a great gift to give yourself for holidays. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 in the New Living Translation says this, And Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Listen, learn to push back that voice of fear and accept the fact that only one person was perfect, and that was Jesus. You see, as you learn to manage your perfectionism more effectively, you'll find yourself begin to feel less stressed, more focused, and more able to really enjoy the celebration of Christ's birth. Number three, the joy-stealing trap of shame. You see, you and I are constantly living in a balance of grace and appropriate guilt, or you're living out of balance with some grace and a lot of blame and appropriate guilt and shame. Unfortunately, our culture has adopted the notion that find someone else to blame as a method of coping. And we do that because we don't have to deal with our own sense of loss and unworthiness. Well, the good news is you and I are all jacked up. You and I are a hot mess. And even though we look good and smell good on the outside, our hearts are dark and we are capable of some really bad stuff. The good news is, is you don't have to hang on to those old feelings of shame. Whether they came from your family of origin, a teacher, a religious leader, or someplace like that, you don't need to hang on to shame. Matter of fact, there's a great thing to do with shame, and that's to flush it, to get rid of it. Walking around with feelings of shame and guilt about who you are and what you've done in your life will only slow you down and steal the joy of the holidays. And as I said earlier, the truth is we are all messed up. So what do you need to do? You need to accept the grace of God. You need to ex receive and experience his forgiveness and move on with it. Let me just share with you a couple of scriptures. And this is one I love from the Old Testament book of Isaiah 118. And it says, come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And then in 1 John 1, 9, the scripture says, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you're burdened it down this holiday season with shame and guilt, unshackle yourself. Ask the Lord to break the chains. Seek forgiveness, and he'll restore you. He will give you hope. He'll give you purpose. He'll give you meaning. Joy-stealing trap number four, anxiety. <laughs> Boy, this is big. This is one I have to deal with from time to time. Do you ever feel like a cat running through a room of rocking chairs? 
then you're probably having an up-close-and-personal season of stress and anxiety. If you're stressed up and all tweaked about everything from your relationships to finances and health, the holiday season will be like throwing gasoline on your fire, right? And if you mix all that in together as some type of holiday suit for a perfect holiday with tender family time, hallmark quality decorations, and meals that a Food Channel chef would be envious of, you're headed for trouble. Anxiety and stress are usually expressed physically. They can manifest with heart palpitations, racing thoughts, irritability, feeling insecure, and a sense of hopelessness. On and on and goes and goes. Stress can also make you numb or completely overwhelmed. And because Christmas and New Year's usually cause us to review the past and look forward to the future, you need to be careful that this doesn't ruin your holidays. As a matter of fact, there's some great news. Modern psychology validates what the scripture tells us is what you think about is what you become. And in Proverbs 23, 7, it says, for as a man thinketh, so is he. Let me share with you some verses. And this is from Philippians 4, 6 through 9, which I believe if you'll begin to apply them, regardless of your faith background, can really help you settle down and enjoy the holidays. And I'll read from Philippians 4, 6 and 9 in the New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now then, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise, and keep putting into practice all you've learned to receive from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the peace of God will be with you. Listen, as we move into this Advent season, let Jesus Christ, the baby born in Bethlehem, and the Son of God who gave his life for you and me, take your burdens and give you a newfound hope this Christmas. I hope you and your family have a blessed, peaceful, hope-filled Advent season. And be sure to listen to the next episode where we'll talk about how to deal with grief in the holidays. I'm John Thurman. Thank you for listening to my podcast, John Thurman's Resilient Solution Shortcast, where I help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. And if you need to talk, give me a call, 505-343-2011. Call me, leave a voicemail, and we'll get back together and set up a time to set up a free consultation. You can also email me at john at johntherman.info. For more information on my counseling, just check out my website, johntherman.info. That's J-O-H-N-T-H-U-R-M-A-N.info. And in closing, just remember, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Thanks for letting me be a part of your day. Thank you for your valuable time. Take care. We'll see you next time. God bless.